Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness just like the fireflies by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live with a mental illness. And so I want to thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I pray that you had a fabulous weekend. This weekend, I really didn't do too much. On Saturday, I did absolutely nothing. Sunday, I actually, you know, I went to church and kind of got prepared for the week. But we all need those days to w- where we do absolutely nothing. I told myself that I'm really working to have one day in the week where I don't do anything besides like obviously eat. Um, but just kind of like a chill day because I'm always going and going and going and it catches up and my body on Saturday was like we're not doing anything and so I just kind of laid in the bed and did nothing Um, I slept and that was pretty much it so if you're new listening to this episode or you're new listening to the podcast rather welcome 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 thank you so much for joining and shout out to all of my OG listeners as I should say all of y'all who tune in week after week so I am like super excited because I was looking at the stats for the podcast right and stats on the podcast they tell me where people are listening as far as like the locations so obviously of course the United States of America that's where about 95% of the people who listen to the podcast but I was happy to know that we have a few listeners in Canada, United Kingdom, Trinidad and Tobago, Spain, Ireland, Kenya, Sweden, like, okay, y'all, Jamaica, Malaysia. I'm like, okay, so shout out to y'all who are listening, the 5% of y'all who are listening outside of the United States. That makes me really proud because I just, you know, do this podcast week after week, but I really don't know sometimes all the impact that I'm making. I know that people are watching, but sometimes people don't always reach out to me and tell me what they got from the podcast or like I've been suggesting, you know, send in the topics that you want me to talk about. But I'm really excited to see the growth of the podcast. January 1st will be one years old. And so y'all, I don't know what I'm going to do for the celebration. Like January 1st, the podcast is going to be one years old. So I'm super excited about that. And I definitely going to do something special for that. So shout out to my, my fireflies overseas. Also, I want to give a shout out to some of my top cities who are listening to the podcast. Shout out to Chicago. I think I know who that may be a few people in Chicago who are listening also Philly and Kansas City and I know Kansas City is none other than my amazing sister Brienne who I went to Howard with so thank you so much for supporting me sis so that just really looking at the stats over this past weekend it gave me some encouragement and some motivation because this is a small that I don't have I'm independent so I don't have like a huge network backing me I do everything on my own from the editing. 
I'm actually working on creating my own in-home studio that I'm super excited about. I'll be doing some more uh, Facebook lives now, now that I actually have a space. So next year, I know that I said that I work on doing it once a month. I haven't quite got around to that. I really don't like camera, but I'm really working on doing it more often. So now that I actually, since I moved, I'm turning um, my second room into an office slash studio. So that's gonna be amazing because I'll get to do more lives and um, yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And then we'll also be doing some um, really cool things in the new year. So I cannot wait to let you guys know all that I'll be working on. So last week's episode, we talked with Janae, who is an amazing therapist. She's a teen therapist known as the Teen Whisperer. She works with obviously teenagers in the Philadelphia area and she talked about being booked and busy and its impact on mental health that episode got my life in order like Janae was reading me I had to text her afterwards and I was like Janae you were reading me on that episode but I thought that episode was so crucial especially in this era of social media so many people are wanting to look booked and busy but they're not doing anything to take care of their mental health to reach those areas in their lives where they're actually broken to address those insecurities and so that episode was just I truly enjoyed that I would say that's probably one of my favorite episodes so if you did not listen to last week's episode I need you to pause go back and listen to the episode and then come back and listen to this week's episode so thank you so much Janae for taking time out of your day to be on the podcast I truly enjoyed her if you guys have any not just suggestions that you want me to talk about as far as topics if y'all want to shout out y'all therapist, go ahead and send me a line or two. You don't even have to say your name. You can just say, I want to shout out my therapist and I will not say your name. If you want to shout out your therapist, please feel free to do that as well. So with it being the holidays and everyone's gearing up for their New Year's resolution, I was really trying to figure out like, what are we going to talk about this episode? So I will say this, that this week's topic will be the mind body and soulness segment because it ties perfectly into that so if you're new listening to this podcast then the purpose of the mind body and soulness segment is really to get us to talk about things that impact our mental health so like holistic when you think about the things that we eat that impacts our mental and emotional health when you think about the products that we use or when we think about exercise like anything that impacts your mental health and pretty much that falls everything falls under that and so the mind body and soulness segment is just an opportunity to get us to talk about things that impact us physically um, and not just things that impact us mentally and emotionally Um, that could be anything from relationships that could be I could have a quote that I want us to think about or something that I'm doing so if you have any ideas for or things that you want me to talk about in the mind, body, and soulness segment, send that over to as well. Um, and sometimes the topics will serve, uh, actually be a substitute, or we'll have it in lieu of rather the mind, body, and soulness segment because it falls in that category. So that's what this week will be. So as I was saying with the holidays, 
being super close um well christmas rather being close for people who celebrate christmas any other holidays that we all may be celebrating you know it's the end of the year people start reflecting about things that they've accomplished they start thinking about the things that they want to do i thought this topic would be so beneficial to us so on today's episode we are going to talk about the stages of change and the reason why it's so important because so many of us have things that we want to accomplish. We think about our goals and our aspirations, or we think about things that we want to do to become a better person. Not just necessarily, you know, we want to have this dream job or this big house or this big car. Like we want to talk about actually becoming whole. Maybe some people, their goal could be to lose weight. Maybe another person's goal could be to pay off debt. Whatever that is, maybe someone wants to become more confident. They battle with low self And so when we think about the stages of change, it could actually truly help us in the new year. So when we think about the things that we want to accomplish, I'm going to ask you, think of just one thing. We're not going to, don't overwhelm yourself and think about the 50,000 things that you want to do, but think about one thing that you want to change and how it's going to impact your mental and emotional well-being. This is actually something that therapists and you know mental health professionals they actually work on with their clients when you think about the stages of change and so I want you to think about where are you when we talk about the different stages of change so whether you want to lose weight like I said or you want to stop smoking or you want to change your group of friends we all have we all go through this process of trial and error when we're trying to change when we're trying to change for instance people say oh I'm gonna eat better we start eating better for like a couple weeks and then we fall off and then we kind of get back in that that habit and it's kind of like up and down up and down but why is that why is it that you have a hard time making that change is it because of the relationship that you have with food is it that when you get stressed you're emotional eater so then you fall off the bandwagon so the elements of change it's really important for us to think about that in order to succeed we need to understand the three most important elements in changing a behavior It's the readiness to change. Do you have the resources and the knowledge to actually make the change successfully? What about the barriers that you have to change? Is there anything or anyone preventing you from changing? And then what about relapse? What might trigger you to return to a former behavior? So for instance, like we just talked about with eating, is it that anytime you get stressed, you go back to eating or anytime you get stressed and you feel like you can't deal with life, maybe it's not eating for you. Maybe it's drinking, maybe it's smoking. And I know smoking could be the tricky one when it comes to mental health. And I'm not saying that marijuana, I'm not saying that I'm not for it, but what I'm saying is, are you doing it to numb, to not deal? Because there's a difference if people find that, you know, marijuana helps them with their anxiety or their depression, that's fine if that works for you look there's I have no I I don't have anything to say about that just because different things work for different people but I want you to think about when you're doing any type of behavior that is counterproductive to your mental health are you doing it to numb your pain and not to deal that's what we have to keep in mind so the stages of change one one of the best known approaches to known as the stages of change or the trans theoretical model this was actually something that was introduced in the late 1970s by researchers james poshaka and claro de clementi i'm pretty sure i butchered their names but 
I'm going to leave a link in the show notes so that you guys can refer back to this. But the stages of change model, it has been found to be really effective in helping to understand how people go through change in a behavior. So what it is in this model change, usually it's a it's a gradual process and relapse. There's always going to a lot of times always going to be a relapse. And I think I use myself as, a, as an example how many times I like started going to the gym and then I would like fall off because my schedule would get too busy and then I'll start making excuses and I'll kind of get back on it. That's essentially what a relapse is. And so of course relapses are inevitable when you're thinking about the long-term process of trying to change a behavior. So for me, when I think about working out, that's something that I'm working on for it to be a part of my lifestyle, not just simply to lose weight, but to help with my stress level. So to help me have to sleep better, working out has numerous benefits outside of just losing weight. And so often people are often unwilling or resistant to change during the early stages, but they eventually will uh, develop a proactive and committed approach to changing a behavior. So the model, the stages of change or the trans theoretical model, small steps towards a larger goal. So you guys hear that, right? Small steps toward a larger goal. So we're not about to say, I want to lose 80 pounds in two months. Like in most cases, I'll use myself as an example. It didn't take me two months to gain 80 pounds. So I can't expect to lose 80 pounds in two months. So here's stage one that I want you guys to think about. So stage one for stages of the change model is pre-contemplation. So in this stage of pre-contemplation, a lot of times characteristics of this stage is denial or ignorance to the problem. So asking yourself, once we go through the steps of change, the stages of change, I want you to think about where you are. So helpful strategies that often work is encouraging people to rethink their behavior or encouraging self-analysis and introspection and explain the risks of the current behavior. So if you go to therapy, your therapist is definitely, she may not, or he may not, she or he may not say like, oh, you're in this stage, but I guarantee you as they're working with you, they know what stage you're in and they're going to ask you questions to help you figure out where you are in this stage and well in this stage. So the earliest stage is known as the pre-contemplation stage. So during this stage, people are not considering a change. People in this stage are often described as in denial due to claims that their behavior is not a problem. So if someone who has um, an eating problem, let's say they're addicted to food, they may feel as though they have no control over eating. In some cases, people in this stage, they don't understand that their behavior is damaging or are uninformed about the consequences of their actions. So I don't know why I keep going back to food for some reason, but so yeah, of course, if we, if a person is trying to lose weight and they're finding that they're addicted to food, of course, overeating leads to weight gain. What does weight gain lead to? Possibly hypertension and diabetes. And then it also impacts their health when you think about their physical health, but then also their mental health because then they can start suffering from battling with low self-esteem. So if you're ever in this stage, this is what I want you to do. Begin asking yourself some questions. Have you ever tried to change this behavior in the past? Or how do you recognize that you have a problem? What would have to happen for you to consider 
your behavior as a problem, whatever that behavior is. And maybe it's not even a behavior, maybe it's a thought. How do you think about yourself? So again, the first stage, the stage of change model is pre-contemplation. Stage two is contemplation. So during this stage, people become more aware of the potential benefits of making the change, but the cost tends to stand out even more. And this can this conflict creates a strong sense of a benevolence about change because this uncertainty, the contemplation stage of change can last months for some people and even for years. So many people make it past contemplation stage. You may view change as a process of giving something up rather than a means of gaining emotional, mental, or physical benefits. If you're contemplating a behavior change, whatever it is for you, it's really important for us to consider certain questions. And those questions can be, what do you want to change? Ask yourself that, what is it that you want to change? Is there anything that's preventing you from this change? And what are some things that could help you make this change? Maybe whatever, maybe whatever it is. So I don't know why I'm going back to food and eating, I guess, because I'm working out during this stage. And I'm also, I have changed my diet to becoming more plant-based. So I guess that's why I keep going back to food and working out. But I'm not completely plant-based, but I would probably say I'm about 80 to 85% plant-based now. What are some of the things that can help you? So for me, I want to continue to lose weight and I also want to continue to be um, active so it can help with my stress levels and help me sleep because I've been having challenging, um, a challenging time with sleeping. But I realized when I work out, not only does it help me lose weight, but it also helps me to sleep better. And it also helps with my stress level. So what are some of the things that I can do? One of the things I have been working on is finding a group of people to work out with, hanging around people who have similar um, goals and similar interests. So what, ask yourself, if you're in contemplation stage, what are some things that could help you make this change? And is there anything preventing you from making this change? So that's stage two. Stage three is preparation. So during the preparation stage, we might begin making some small changes to prepare for a bigger change. For example, I don't know, I'm always going back to losing weight for some reason. You might want to switch to a high protein, low carb diet. If a person wants to stop smoking, maybe they might switch um, the brand that they smoke or maybe they may reduce the amount of cigarettes that they smoke per day. Shout out to my grandma. Um, I don't know if she would want me to tell this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm super proud of my grandma. My grandma has celebrated one year of not smoking cigarettes. So shout out to you, grandma. I'm super proud of you. So she's been through all of these stages rather. So a person, they may start making small changes by, if it, again, if it's smoking a cigarette, maybe reducing the amount of cigarettes they smoke per day. Or they may do some other things like finding a therapist or joining a club, um, like a, a gym or something to help them lose weight. Um, if someone wants to stop uh, smoking cigarettes, maybe they go to the doctor and they get uh, the patch to help them kind of go through that process. So like basically making the small steps to help you get to your overall goal. That's what this stage is, this stage of preparation. So one of the things is to really gather as much information as you can about ways to change that behavior, whatever that behavior is. So you can 
prepare a list of motivating statements. You can write down your goals and find um, what supports or resources or advice to help you with making those changes. The others, the fourth stage is action. So which is the fourth stage of change. So this is when people begin to kind of take direct action in order to accomplish their goals. Many people, of course y'all, it's the new year, right? So when in the new year, the gym, the gym, the gyms are about to be packed at the new year, like January to probably like maybe March. I'm pr probably by six weeks in, the second week of February, the gyms will be, nobody will be in there. But that for some reason, that's a hot new year's goal um, for everyone because essentially everyone wants to be healthy. I mean, I can't say everyone. That's my personal goal. Of course, I want to look nice in a bathing suit too. That's one motivator. But the other part is I don't want to be 30 years old at risk for having diabetes or having hypertension or putting myself at risk for certain cancers. Like that, it's really about health because I just, it's just certain things for me when I think about when I became of a certain weight, my knees were hurting, my lower back was hurting because I'm short, so it was too much weight. But anyway, I digress. So the fourth stage, again, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here, but the fourth stage is the action piece of that. If we are, if we are currently taking action toward achieving a goal, I would definitely want to encourage you to reward yourself for any positive steps that you take, you know, to reinforce, to help reinforce like, wow, I did that. So what goal is it that you want to accomplish? And if you are in the action, then in the action phase, when you think about the stages of change, then congrats to you. Like really congratulations, because change is not easy. And I'm a person who's very resistant to change. Now I've gotten much better with therapy. Shout out to therapy. So I've definitely gotten a lot better, but change is definitely hard for me. I know it's hard for a lot of people um, because we tend to do what, what's comfortable. Maybe someone, if they're suffering from low self-esteem and they keep getting into really bad relationships and they're trying to tell themselves like, why do I keep getting in a new relationship with a different person, but their characteristics, their personality is the same. They treat me the same. I feel less than. I don't like the way they talk to me. I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like that I'm not reaching my full potential when, I, when I'm getting into a relationship with these certain people. Like, what is it for you? But it's just really to get you guys to think about what stage of change you're in. The fifth stage of change is maintenance. So what are we going to do to kind of keep this behavior going? How are we going to maintain this behavior so this is during the stage where people usually become like more assured that they will be able to continue that change so we're kind of like pumped up this is the part where we're like yeah i got this i'm doing this and if you're trying to maintain a new behavior look for ways to avoid temptation so here's the thing it's called i believe it's called crowding out when you replace old habits with positive actions. So for instance, instead of, I'm trying to think of something that has that doesn't do it, weight loss or like food. 
I guess, like I said, that's the space that I'm in. But crowding out, just for instance, let's not just even take weight loss off the table. Let's just say you overall, you just want to be health healthy because we realize the certain foods that we eat, it makes us feel a certain way. If we're not eating a lot of fried foods and a lot of junk, we tend to feel sluggish, tired, don't have enough energy to get through the day. And like one of my personal goals was to eat more vegetables because I realized that once I stopped eating meat, then I was eating a lot of carbs. So I did something what you call crowding out so that instead of having mashed potatoes on my plate, then I need to have make sure that I have cabbage and asparagus or spinach and making sure that half of my plate is filled with greens instead of having half of my plate filled with corn and mashed potatoes. Not saying that those things are bad, but they don't have as much nutritional value as dark leafy greens. That's something that's, that's kind of what they call crowding out. So when you get rid of the old behavior and you replace it with the new behavior. So what is that for you? What is one behavior that you want to change or a thought? Maybe it's the way you think about yourself. Negative self-talk is real. Like the things that we tell ourselves. Sometimes it's not even the things that people say about us. It's the things that we tell ourselves. So maybe for your in the stages of change for you, Maybe one of the things that you want to do is change the way you talk to yourself because how you talk about yourself is what you, how you see yourself. And if you have low self-esteem and you're constantly beating yourself down, that spills out into a whole, a whole plethora of issues when we think about the relationships that we get in or the types of friends that we have. Or it, so I really want you to think about that. If that's something that you struggle with, and maybe we should do an episode on that, on negative self-talk and really how to work through that. And that's something I would bring a therapist in to help me talk about that. That's something that I have worked through. And I'm actually, I think about probably about six months and I'm going to do an episode when I kind of want to dive into that. So like I was saying, just kind of going into crowding out. So what are some old habits that you can replace with positive habits and reward yourself when you're able to successfully avoid that bad, that, that bad, I don't want to necessarily call it bad, but counterproductive or negative. If it's not going to help you become a better person and it's holding you back from reaching your full potential. So it's just counterproductive. Let me just use that. And, you know, the thing is relapse nine times out of 10 is going to happen, but don't be too hard on yourself. Give yourself some grace, you know, give yourself some grace. Aaliyah said it best. If first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. So instead, you know, remind yourself that it was just a minor setback. For me, I haven't gone to the gym this whole week and I was going ham for like the first, what, five or six weeks. But I had to tell myself like, Takiya, calm down. You just moved. You have a new contract. You're working on the podcast, working on another project. And it's like, it's a lot. So, okay, you missed this one. You missed one week. It's not the end of the world. You're going to get back up next week and we're going to do what we got to do. So I know that's easier said than done. But if we constantly beat beat ourselves up, it's going to be make it even harder to make that change. And so the last stage of change, when we talk about rather the model rather is relapse. So relapse can happen. And of course, if relapse happens, it's, you know, we get upset, 
because we're, you know, we're disappointed and we're frustrated because we're like, I really want to get this thing. I really want to do this thing and I, and I can't do it, but it's okay. Relapse happens. The key to success is not to let the things, these setbacks undermine your self-confidence. It's okay to get frustrated. It's okay to get disappointed. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have those moments, but how long are you going to stay there? That's the question. Are you going to stay there so long and you're going to let months and years pass by and never get back up? Or are you going to have your moment and be like, all right, I messed up, dust myself off, and I'm going to keep it moving. So something for you to think about is what triggered your relapse? What triggered you to go back to that? Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe you know you shouldn't be with this person and you know this person is not the person for you. They treat you terribly. They talk down to you. Or you just feel like you're not your best self with this person. It doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. It can be a friendship. It can be a relationship with a family member. And you know you need to cut someone off or distance yourself from them. So what triggered you to have this relapse? And then put up damage control. What can you do to avoid these triggers in the future? Maybe it's a you finding a therapist to help you figure out what what damage control like what do I need to put in place to help me avoid these triggers and of course relapse is in some in many cases is inevitable but the best thing we can do is just start over and keep it moving but also to just reassess the things so making sure that you have certain resources and certain supports in place so like I said for me I'm really working on trying to get a little a little just even if it's just one person if I could just get one person where we could figure out how we can work out together once a week my goal is three times a week and if I could just have one person where I'm like okay we can I know our schedules are may not allow us to work out together three times a week but I'm working I really enjoy community so for you what support is it that you need in place and if you don't have the support in place to help you with that behavior or to help you make that change, then how can you how can you find that support? One of the things that I wanted to say is there is if there are certain supports or certain things that you need by listening to this episode, don't feel free to shoot me an email, Kia at fireflyesunite.com. And the reason why I say that because I want to make sure that you guys are getting the resources that you need. It's great that you listen to the podcast and I want you to keep listening and I want you to keep sharing it with your friends and I want to keep making this podcast better, but I also want to get you to the resources that you need, to the support system that you need to make sure that you can continue to grow, to make sure that you continue to have, be simply mentally and emotionally healthy, just overall healthy. And that's something I really want you to think about. So feel free to let me know. And this is important like I said because with the new year coming up so many of us are making changes so many of us are making goals so I'll be I'll let you guys know what my goals are for the new year so I have a lot of them but we're not gonna get into all of them but my overall goal is within the next year is to lose a total of 85 pounds that's one of my goals and another goal that I have is to go outside of the country next year because I have never been outside the country and that is very sad I'm like I'm almost 30 and I've never been outside the country and I'm like, no, we can't do that. So next year, that will be my treat to myself in addition to other things that I'm working on, of course, but for the sake of time, those are two goals that I'm working on for next year. And of course, to obviously to continue doing the things that I'm doing with therapy and being compliant with my meds and things like that. But 
those are two goals that I just kind of wanted to share with you all. It doesn't have to always be like this deep thing, but it is really important because I know so many of us have things beneath the surface that we tend to suppress. I have been there. I no longer suppress. I just deal with it, even, even though it can be really, really challenging. So I want you to think about, again, the stages of change. And just to kind of recap everything, think about the things that we need to in order to change. And three of the most important elements are the readiness to change. Are you ready to change? Ask yourself that. Because a lot of people say they want to change and they really say in their mind, but their actions show the complete opposite. We say we want to change, but we do the complete opposite. So are you ready to change? And if you are, do you have the resources and the knowledge to help you make that change? And then ask yourself another element is what barriers do you have that will prevent you from making that change? And then another element is, of course, to expect that they're made that when you're trying to make a change in your life, that there will be a trigger that will that will allow you to return that will get you back to go to that former behavior, especially when you've been living your life a certain way for a very long time it's really hard to change like people I mean I'm not saying people can't change people can no I don't think no matter how old you are some people obviously are very complacent they are who they are they're like I'm not changing this is who I am I've been like this for we're not talking about those people I'm talking about the people who have made up in their mind that they want to change, but they're struggling with how to do it. Like, where do I even go? What do I even do? Like, how do I begin? So expect that, yes, there will be a relapse, but that's when we think about damage control. So what are the things that we need to have in place and to help us when we do relapse? How do we get back on the horse and keep riding? So when we think about the stages of change model, ask yourself, Stage one, pre-contemplation. Are you, that's a, the stage where someone may be denied in denial and they don't even think they have a problem. Stage two, contemplation. Person may be conflicted. Um, in this stage, a person could be weighing the pros and the cons of changing that behavior and identify like what are some of the barriers to change. Stage three is preparation. And that's with preparation, that's when we start making small steps to help us achieve a larger goal. Stage four is action. When we actually, we out here, we doing it. We are taking the direction toward achieving that goal, uh, changing that behavior, whatever that is. And something for you to think about is when you're in this act, um, action stage, reward yourself for your success. And make sure that you seek out social support. That's so important. I find that for me, that's why I'm really trying to figure out ways to make the Facebook group more engaging. I've really been struggling with that. The Facebook group is kind of like dry. And so I'm really working on ways like what are the things that you guys want to talk about? And I know sometimes a lot of people don't like to disclose like really personal information. And that's understandable because I understand not every person is like me being really open about certain things and that's okay but I still want people even if they're not open and saying like this is what I'm struggling with that but that they're starting to think about that whatever that is for them internally and figuring out how do they make those changes 
And one of the other things that you can do in this action stage is make a list of motivating statements. Write affirmations out. Whatever it is, maybe it's scriptures in the Bible, maybe it's scriptures in the Quran for you. Whatever that is for you, write it out. Maybe it's making a vision board. How do you, maybe that can be because that's a big thing people are doing right now too. Is figuring out how do they want their next year to look. The fifth stage is again going off of maintenance. How are we going to maintain that behavior and avoid temptation? And of course, we have relapse, which tends to happen when we're working on changing a behavior just because it's hard to change and like I said when you've been doing something for so long a certain way you really have to train your mind but it's definitely possible so for this week's therapist shout out I am giving a shout out to a new page counseling in Washington DC Kimberly Page is her practice she specializes in working with teens and millennials age 16 through 35 And she also offers faith-based counseling for those who identify as Christians. That's her website. I'll be sure to leave her website in the show notes so that y'all can refer back to it. It's www.anewpagecounseling.com. And again, the therapist who owns that practice is Kimberly Page. And she's based in Washington, D.C. All right, y'all. So that wraps up another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want to let y'all know from the bottom of my heart that I truly do appreciate y'all. I appreciate you for listening. You don't have to listen to the podcast. There are a thousand other podcasts that you can listen to, but I'm grateful that you make my podcast a part of one of the podcasts that you listen to. I truly do appreciate it. You guys. As I've always been saying for the past few months now, please, y'all, can y'all share the podcast, share it on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it is, please share the podcast. Also, leave a review, y'all. That helps more people find it. Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please, even if you don't leave a review, please just rate it. I mean, of course, if you're going to rate it, I hope you're going to give it four to five stars. I think most stars you can get is five. But please rate the podcast, y'all. Share it with a friend. Text it to somebody. Email it to somebody. Like, I'm really excited about the new year because I want to do more in-person events with the Fireflies family. I really want to create this community to make it really engaging and that lives are being transformed. That's what it's about. I really want to see people mentally healthy, mentally and emotionally healthy. And so... If you guys have any ideas as far as like meetups or things that you want to do in the next year, let me know. I have some things that I'm working on that I'll be announcing next year, but let me know. I'm always open for ideas. You all have a blessed week. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health, but please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.